You're listening to an Airwave Media Podcast. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, everyone. It's Takuyi here. And I'm Gabby. And we are the hosts of History of Everything, a podcast which you can probably guess by the name is, well, I mean, it's about everything. Do you want to know why people thought potatoes were evil and would give you syphilis? Are you curious about all the stories of the terrible and stupid ways that people have kicked the bucket over the years? Do you want to hear tales about all of the different badasses of history and the lives that they had brought to life? Well, if so, then look no further. History of Everything is just the right podcast for you. It's available on Spotify, Pandora, and anywhere else that you get your podcast from. Join us for some fun and just see how weird and wacky history can be. Hey, everybody. I'm Cassie. And I'm Christina. We're from My Worst State, and uh, we just wanted to introduce you to our good friends, Katie and Nathan. And they asked us to let you know that they curse on the show. Ew. So if you hate cursing, you should get out of here. But if you love it like we do, stick around. Yeah. And if you really, really love it, then come check out our show. Again, it's My Worst Date. You're going to love us because gosh darn it, we do curse quite a lot over at My Worst Date. <laughs> so have fun today on Queen's Podcast. And then, you know, maybe afterwards, just come check us out for some bad dating stories. Cheers. Hi, this is Katie. And this is Nathan. And you're listening to Queen's Podcast, the show about badass women in history. Nathan! Katie, I am so excited to do our part two of this badass bitch that we've been covering uh, yes the pirate queen uh Grania o'malley we got a message on instagram one of our irish listeners this guy who's but he sent me like voice messages and it was overwhelmingly very positive but then he was like i do want to tell you some of the names that you mispronounced and i was just like do not come to texas like the differences that he gave us sounded so minuscule to me, but I imagine to an Irish person, oh, it yeah. probably sounds really different. And so, like, I told him, I was like, you would have a horrible time in Texas. Because I feel like there's a fair amount of people with Irish last names in Texas. Mm-hmm. The example I gave is my grandmother's maiden name is McBride. And I was like, you would have a stroke at hearing how everyone says, McBride. <laughs> <laughs> It's true. Mac Brad. Are you one of them Mac Brad girls? Oh, God. Yeah, that would probably drive them nuts. We're sorry. We're sorry. So, yeah, we appreciate, just as some of our French listeners have done before, uh, we're sorry. We appreciate you being on, going on this journey with us, despite our uh, Texan accents. Yes. Yes. Sorry. All right. Well, before we hop in to uh, part de of Agrania O'Malley's story. 
uh, we got some Patreon shout-outs, and it's slightly more than we usually have, so yes. welcome to all the newbies. Nathan, give yeah. us some shout-outs. Yeah, we've got Maya, Kimberly, Jenna from Past Podcast, mm. Bree, Ashley, and Grace. Ooh, I love hearing another podcaster out there. Yeah. Uh, supporting podcasters, supporting podcasters. Love it. Uh, and then we got Tabitha, Aaron, Ashlyn, Claire, Emma, Rebecca, Carmen, Erica, and Orla. Woo! Yay. Thank you so much, uh, Patreon supporters and all listeners at all levels. We love you yes. all. So thank you yes. so much. Yes, yes, yes. Okay, Nathan, where did we leave off? So, Garanya is kicking ass and taking names in the mm-hmm. pirating world. She's a ruthless leader, and despite the patriarchy, men have no problem following her. And she's starting to make a name for herself in Ireland and in other places. Yes. And she might have caught the eye of Elizabeth Tudor. Maybe you've heard of her. Uh, Queen Elizabeth I yep. of England. <laughs> no big deal. No big deal. No. no. No, not an important figure in history at all. So, also, like... Let's just put a disclaimer out there. We have a lot to talk about. We're not going to have a whole lot of time to recap things from part one. So just uh, just make sure you've listened to part one before listening to part two. How about that? So yeah. <laughs> we mentioned at the end of her last episode that she recently married for a second time to a guy named Richard Burke, a.k.a. Iron Dick. Uh, mm-hmm. Best mm. porno name ever. Ever. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> they seem to have had a rocky marriage in the beginning with Grania, but... You know, she's threatening divorce and shit, so yeah. not necessarily the best way and to I'm start out. And I'm keeping the castle, asshole. Right. <laughs> but they seem to have worked everything out, and it started to be a really great working relationship. Yeah, I don't I don't think it was – I personally don't think it was romantic ever, but they were mm-hmm. they were a power couple. So mm-hmm. it was um, – you know, it was a business agreement more than anything. Like we said in part one – Gracie knew how to turn on the charm. So when they'd meet other powerful dudes, like, she kind of let Iron Dick just be in the background, and he kind of let her handle the wheeling and dealing. Like, she was the face of the relationship. And before long, everyone that they knew, they would reach out to Grania if they wanted to make some kind of trade deal or something. I even read one thing where uh, Iron Richard, the next in line for the head of his clan, was on more than one instance referred to as Grania's husband. (laughs) But he he didn't seem to mind. He kind of seemed kind of cool to let her be the PR person in the couple. So I kind of like him. He doesn't seem to have fragile dick energy. He has iron dick energy. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, I see what you did there. I see what you did there. But his strength was fucking people up. I mean, she was pretty good at fucking people up, but if somebody messed with them, you did not want to get met with the iron dick because he would really <laughs> fuck you up. <laughs> so, <laughs> Grania. Iron dick energy. I love it. <laughs> We, you know, we talked about in part one how chieftains of clans are, weren't inherited, but they were elected in Ireland. So Iron Dick had been selected to be the next chieftain of his clan. Uh, this clan was called the McWilliams. Mm-hmm. However, he wasn't the eldest son of the current McWilliam because in Ireland, that wasn't really a prerequisite to be next in line is to be yeah. eldest. But let's let's just put a pin in that for a second. Boop, boop. 
<laughs> so, okay, let's switch gears a little bit and let's look towards England. If you remember correctly from part one, the this guy, maybe you've heard of him, Henry VIII, he was Ugh. really horny for taking control of Ireland. He was just really horny in general. He was horny in general and he just really wanted the Irish to be less, less Irish-y. Uh, and his daughter now is the current queen, Elizabeth I. She had similar goals. She wasn't quite as um, Henry VIII about it, but still it is problematic from an historic, a historical standpoint of um, trying to make Ireland England, basically. Yeah, erase a culture. Yeah, that's yes. a problem. That's it's a- not great. It's not a good look. So in episode one, we talked about surrender and regrant, where Irish clan leaders would surrender their lands to English crown, and then they would be regranted back to them. But now they'd have it as a member of the British nobility. So instead of Chieftain McWilliams, you'd now be Lord McWilliams or Earl of the McWilliams. And you have to say it like that because they're <laughs> English and they're assholes. So, um, And I can say that because I'm like 60% English, so don't come at me. Um, and and because you are a lord, we bought you that lord. Uh, the Patreon supporters bought yes. you that lordship <laughs> last year for your birthday. <laughs> so what's the problem there? Like, what is the problem there with, okay, so what? So what? They've surrendered their land, but then got it back, but now with an English title. Well, the problem there, you know how we were just saying you in Irish culture – it didn't necessarily go to the son of the former lord or whatever. It was, like, mm-hmm. the person who was voted in. Well, Grania's husband wasn't the eldest son of the current McWilliams. So, uh, though he had been voted in to be the heir. So, they, what you're saying is, is because they've adopted the English way of things yeah. now, they have to give it to the oldest son? Is that yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, gotcha. So now they're like, well, your vote doesn't count. It just automatically goes to the oldest son. So we got a problem here because Iron Dick has just lost his inheritance. Not not Ooh. inheritance. He just lost his – he was elected by the people and just lost his title or what's coming to him. And so do you think Iron Dick's going to take that sitting down? Uh, no. Mm-mm. Do you think Ronnie is going to take that sitting down? Uh, no. And hard <laughs> okay so they obviously have a problem with this uh but there's this english guy that was elizabeth's minister in ireland uh his name is henry sydney so grania calls up sydney and is like hey let's talk come over to my neck of the woods i i want to show you my shit let's have a drink let's let's get some booze yeah we can work this out see she was very personable. She knew which way the wind was blowing. She kept her ear to the ground. Um, so she was like, I got to make friends with this guy if I want my family to be where I think my family needs to be. Yeah. He goes to Galway, which we mentioned in the last episode was like the major trading town of the area, and checks out her ships. And he's like, this is impressive. He was also impressed that she was a woman that every man on those ships did whatever the fuck she said. He was like, well, this is impressive. And the story goes is that she's like, yeah, well, when someone's my friend, I'm always willing to help them and give them a ship or two and give them a soldier or a couple of dozen. When someone's my friend, when they scratch my back, I scratch theirs. Mm. So you help me and my husband keep my husband's shit like where it's supposed to go and i'll help you 
wherever you need. Ah, she's very okay. political. That's she is a very, very political. political. Yeah. So you know Sydney is writing to Elizabeth in England about this. Like, yeah. hey, um, this pirate queen is willing to play ball with us. Mm-hmm. She knows these waters. She's got friends in Spain and Scotland. She's rich. She's influential. She could be a very valuable friend. So yeah. it's possible at this time, Queen Elizabeth is like, Hmm, friends with a pirate queen? Okay, okay, I see you. Okay, let me let me think on it. I'd like to take a minute to note, I feel like, and I hope I don't upset anybody when I say this, Grania O'Malley was not a patriot. Nothing I read about her. She wasn't, She was, I don't want to say she wasn't proud of where she came from, but she didn't give a fuck if they were... Irish if they were English. She wasn't hardcore for the Irish. She wasn't hardcore for... She was hardcore for herself. She was hardcore for the O'Malley's. She was hardcore for the Burks and her children and her grandchildren. She had no qualms in working with the English if she felt like that was going to make her family more comfortable. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. She's just worried about her clan and her family and everyone around her. Not really worried about the other clans that are in other areas. She really didn't give a fuck about them. It was more just, I want to make sure that I'm making the most advantageous relationships to help me and my, my people. I honestly feel like if the devil himself would have came and been like, hey, Grania, sign this and your family's going to be set. She'd be like, well, I guess we're Satanists now. <laughs> like, I don't yeah. fucking care. <laughs> like, she was she was for hers and her own, not necessarily the country as a whole. Yeah. And that's my two cents on that. <laughs> All right. So let's change gears. Oh. Uh, Gracie is out there doing her pirate shit. And what was that, Katie? That was that was the sound of me changing gears. <laughs> That's what that's what a manual car sounds like, right? <laughs> <laughs> so Gracie is out there doing pirate shit, and she decides to raid some ships that belong to this dude named Desmond. But things didn't go in Grania's favor, and she gets captured. Oh no! Uh, I know. Everyone thought she was invincible, but. Guess not. <laughs> I mean, she's like, and this is the first time she's, and she's been like pirating since she was 12. If this is the first time she got captured. Yeah, pretty damn good. This Desmond guy is an Irish lord that had already done the surrender and regrant shit with England. Okay. But he was on bad terms with Elizabeth at the moment. So he caught Grania and he's like, if I bring the pirate queen to the English, they're going to be really, really impressed. But what he didn't know is that Elizabeth was already well aware of Grania and probably actually preferred her being on the sea so that they could, you know, continue this I scratch your back, you scratch mine relationship. And our girl, after being captured, was held in prison for two years, guys. And this is not like... Mary Queen of Scots prison or Joan of Navarre where you get fed and you get people come visit you. You get you to can read go write letters. Yeah, yeah. This is, this is like prison, 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 um, prison. And back prison. then in prison, the person that held you in prison was not obligated to feed you. So if you, you had to have like, he, she had to like know somebody that was going to come and bring her food every day. Ugh. It was not, it was not a nice and two years that's grim isn't that fucking grim 
That sucks. Yeah, yeah. But after two years, the Sydney guy that we were just talking about, he petitions, he pulls strings, and he's like, we're going to get you out of prison. And it's almost possibly on the orders of Elizabeth. Like, why would they care if she was in prison now after two years? Because, so her husband, Iron Dick Burke, is causing drama for the English. Because the McWilliam died and Iron Dick was passed over. Because Grania wasn't there to carry out the diplomatic strategy that she had already put in place. Ah. All of Iron Dick's men and all of Grania's men are now in full rebellion against the English. And so it was like, let Grania out so she can, like, try to keep peace. Yeah, and they come to her and are like, if we let you go, can you please, like, help us stop all the fighting? And Grania is 50 at this point. She's lived a hard life. The assumption that is that she's going to be like, you know, I'm just an old woman. I just want to live in peace and have my husband at home with me and play chill and play nice. So she's Netflix, like, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm going to turn crocheting. on some Netflix and chill and yeah, just have some some nice yeah. little dinners with my hubby. Yeah, it's going to be great. Of course. <laughs> uh, psych. And <laughs> the moment she gets out, she does not hesitate. She does not wait. She is like, get me on a ship. We are fucking up whoever is keeping us from our title is it the english all right we're fucking up the english absolutely so the english are fighting the burks on one side and they're fighting the o'malley's with grania back in the captain's seat on the other side and then on top of that there are other irish clans that are rebelling oh also yeah, that's just lots of rebellion. Yeah. Um, also, Grania calls in some Scottish mercenaries that she knew. So a mercenary basically just means soldier for pay. Yeah. Uh, in Game of Thrones, they called them swords. So we always love a good Game of Thrones we reference. Do. We do. Uh, yes. t- typically, mercenaries are like, eh, we really don't care who wins. We're just going to fight for the money. You know, yeah. whoever's paying us. However, the English haven't in super cash money to the Scottish. So, mm-hmm. yeah, they're getting paid, but this is starting to get a bit personal. Right. So finally, the English are like, fine. Fucking fine. We don't care anymore. We don't want to fuck with this anymore. So you can, whatever, Iron Dick, you are now the Mac William. Like, we don't fucking care. Just get, Just stop attacking us. And Iron Dick is made the McWilliam by the Irish tradition, and he is now named Lord Burke in the English nobility. Oh. So now our girl is an English lady. Lady Burke. Oh. I'm curtsy. She probably thought that was hilarious, though. I know. She's like, what? Whatever. Chieftain, pirate, all-around boss, and a lady on top of that. Thank you. I'm just imagining her, like back in on her ship like fighting random people and just being like oh you got a curtsy to the lady when you jump on board like just thinking it's <laughs> fucking hilarious but i think that's a good time to take a quick break and top off our drinks and then we'll come back and hear more about our lady burke <laughs> 
With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Have you ever wished that you had a direct line to your pediatrician to ask them all the questions that constantly crop up while parenting? Well, we hear you, and we have been there too. That's why we launched the Bites of Health podcast. Every morning, we'll answer a commonly asked pediatric question in five minutes or less. You can tune in while you're making your second cup of coffee or from the school drop-off line. Who are we? I'm Dr. Jess Steyer, a public health scientist and also co-host of the Unbiased Science Podcast. Every day, I'll chat with one or both of your new pediatrician besties. Dr. Dina DiMaggio, a general pediatrician, and Dr. Anthony Porto, a pediatric gastroenterologist. We'll talk about all the things related to our kids' health, from dealing with a colicky infant to navigating puberty in the teenage years. So be sure to tune in to Bites of Health, now live on all podcast platforms. And we are back. So now, over the next three years, Gracie and Dick, they're doing their thing. Have you have you heard that, like, song at, like, from that award show where they were like, Angela Bassett did the thing? No, but I would love to hear you keep singing it. <laughs> no, I'm not, I'm not gonna. I was gonna make that reference here, but if you don't know it, then it, it doesn't matter. So, <laughs> so anyway, uh, now over the next three years, Gracie and Dick, they're doing the thing. They are... The thing that they are doing is they're plundering, they're trading, they're doing all their pirate shit, they're doing, like, legit trading and stuff, too. But then, in 1583, Iron Richard Burke, a.k.a. Iron Dick, he dies. Oh. Of no. natural causes. That Not is. A lot of, right? Surprising you really for think, him. You don't really don't really think of, like, a pirate of dying of like old age or some shit but yeah that seems like what happened with him so r.i.p not a lot of people get to die of natural causes in this story right Spoiler alert. <laughs> <laughs> and Grania is now about 53 or 54 and she's a widow again, again. <laughs> uh, but she doesn't know how to lay low so she just keeps doing her thing yeah. uh if she mourned iron dick we really just don't know yeah uh, again they didn't have more than likely a, a romantic relationship we don't think so yeah uh, for a very long time but they had been partners in crime for like 20 years at this point so she yeah. probably was a little bummed i mean i don't have a romantic relationship with you but if you died i'd be crushed you know they i do Aww. think they were oh. if you died i would throw be. a party no I'm kidding <laughs> A, a party in honor of me or a party yes, because yes. that loud mouth bitch is gone? Like, what do you mean? <laughs> uh, option A. <laughs> but no, I think that, you know, she was like, even if they weren't lovers or whatever, like, she still would have been like, we had a good thing going there and would have missed her friend and partner. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But she did get to keep Rockfleet Castle. 
which was Iron Dick's castle that she loved, which I think was like the only reason she married him in the first place was for right. Rob Fleet. So she got to keep it. And she keeps the title Lady Burke for the rest of her life, a title that she would use whenever it suited her. Like when she was with Irish, other Irish people or dealing with like the Spaniards or something or the Scottish, she wouldn't use it. But if she was dealing with somebody that was, you know, for the English, she'd be like, that's Lady Burke. Please and thank you. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. You know, and also she at this point had enough money. She could have retired. She had a handful of castles. She could have retired at this point in her life with a widow's income because with the English tradition, widows got like a pension. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. They got a pension. And so she could have just retired if she wanted to. Okay. Unfortunately, we're going to have to switch gears a little bit. Um, and it's with a heavy heart. <laughs> uh, it's with a heavy heart that we have to introduce you to this new doozy of a character, a real fucking asshole of history. And this fucking guy's name is Sir Richard Bingham. I hate this fucking guy. I. Uh, Richard Bingham was basically like in the top five high highest ranking dudes in Ireland at the time. Okay. And probably the highest or second highest ranking dude in uh, Grania's neck of the woods in Ireland. And when I say highest ranking dude, I mean from the English perspective. He was basically Queen Elizabeth's eyes and ears on the ground there in Ireland and he fucking hated the Irish. He was an English guy. And he once wrote, the Irish will not be tamed with words, but with swords. Which is dramatic, but also super scary. We are not going to talk about all of the atrocities that fucking <sighs> Bingham committed, because that would take forever. That would be an entire episode. And it would be a really long one. Um, and it would be a fucking bummer. Yeah, right. <laughs> it would just be sad. I'll get, let's give you one bummer story to just kind of set the tone of this fucking guy. So there was, to bring it back to Game of Thrones, you know how like like the Stark family took Theon as like a yeah. hostage and then for like to make sure the Greyjoys had good behavior. So he had that situation going on with an Irish family where he was like, I'm going to take your nine-year-old son as a hostage to make sure y'all have good behavior. And the family agreed to it. And then he killed the nine-year-old. What? That's the oh kind my. of person we're working with here. All right. So a psychopath. Psychopath. He also makes me think of, you know, whenever we studied my least favorite guy, um, Ferdinand of Aragon? Yeah. It, during the Spanish Inquisition, even the Pope had to be like, okay, you're being a little harsh on the you're being a little harsh on the Jewish people. That's kind of how it was with Bingham. Even anti-Irish, even they were being like, man, dude, you really fucking hate the Irish. You need to tone that shit down a bit. So that, yeah. that is the character who has now entered the chat. Yeah, and he has a pretty big chip on his shoulder, and he very much decides that Grania and her family is who he needs to take down now to prove himself. Uh, so Grania is like, why are you so obsessed with me? Why are you so obsessed with me? I wish we could afford to sample that song right here because it would be yeah, perfect. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, she wasn't all that worried about it. He wasn't the first hater of hers, mm -mm. if you've been taking note, and mm -mm. wouldn't be the last. Hey, mm -mm. if you got haters, that means you're doing something right. Yeah. So, 
Yeah, uh, until, you know, Bingham goes a little too far. (laughs) So remember her first marriage, she had two sons. And the oldest, his name was Owen. That is the anglicized version. I don't even know how to say (laughs) the Gaelic version. So apologies. So Owen from her first marriage was maybe a pretty nice guy. We don't really know much about Owen uh, O'Flaherty, actually. But it seems like maybe he was pretty trusting or at least trying to be a peacekeeper of some kind. And that is what I call foreshadowing. Don't worry, (laughs) he's not in this story long. Oh, God. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Uh, Bingham's dudes roll up to Owen's place, and they're like, hey, uh, we need a place to crash. And Owen is like, look, if I provide these dudes with food and a place to crash for the night, you know, maybe they'll get off my family's back for a while. So he's like, hey, come on in, y'all. Make yourself at home. And long story short, Owen was murdered. Ugh. So predictable from this side of history. (laughs) (laughs) Sweet baby Owen, what were you thinking? I know. And we don't know exactly how word got back to Grania, but y'all girl was pissed. 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 Unsurprisingly. Unsurprisingly. Yeah, absolutely. She would later say that she went herself to examine the body and counted 12 stab wounds, which is fucking grim. Can you imagine, like, I feel like having to go identify the body of a loved one is hard enough, but getting so, so hands-on that you count the stab wounds, ugh. Remember in the last episode, we talked about when Loverboy was murdered and how she went ham on those people? Well, that's the same mood, but times five, because it's her fucking child. Yeah. And... It, it's war after this. It like it wasn't actually Bingham that personally ordered the stabbing. It was Bingham's brother, but she was like close enough, close enough. If you got the dude. last name Bingham, we're coming after you. We're coming um. after you. <laughs> oh, it was it was knives out. Absolutely. For the next year or so, Gracie is attacking Bingham's ships, and Bingham is t- attacking the O'Malley's lands, and then her son Moreau, her youngest son with her first husband. He joins the Bingham side. What the like, fuck? I know. Traitor. What? The actual fuck, dude? So to teach this little bastard a lesson, the story goes that Grania attacks his house at night. She steals all his cattle, which cattle back then in Ireland was like one of the major forms of currency. So stealing mm-hmm. all your cattle is basically like... akin to stealing your identity now and taking all your money, you know, getting your social security number or whatever. (laughs) Yeah. And so, and then he, she sets his crops on fire. Oh my God. When she didn't think Moreau was fighting back hard enough for her. Cause apparently Moreau woke up, realized that his lands was on fire and like retreated. She yells at him, Nathan, you're going to fucking love this. She yells at him. Are you trying to hide up my ass? The place you came out of. Yes. <laughs> yes. Which is hilarious and horrifying at the same yeah. time. Yeah. It, oh, I'm just imagining, uh, like, like, oh, that's uh, so wild. I hope, because just like everything with Gra- uh, Grace O'Malley, Grania O'Malley, everything is like with an asterisk because it is kind of all like word of mouth storytelling. But I hope that's true. I hope yeah. so hard that's true. So this goes on for a year or so, and Grania starts calling up these Scottish mercenaries again. And she may have also been hint- hitting up her friends that she's been trading with in Spain. 
Uh, remember, she's been training with Spain like her whole damn life. So yeah. she probably spoke Spanish. Uh, but put a pin in that for now. It is very important. We promise. Ding. Ding. Pin dropped. And eventually, Bingham calls up Gracie, calls up Grania, and she's like, look. He's like, I am so fucking tired of fighting. Aren't you tired of fighting? I know you're calling up the Scottish. Um, this is also around the time, not exactly around the time, but a few years-ish of the time when Mary, Queen of Scots, had been executed. So England's also got, like, a very wary eye on Scotland as well. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I know you've been calling up the Scottish to come fight against us. That is straight-up treason. But I want a truce. I want a, I want a truce. So I want to give you a pardon. Let's pull, put all of this behind us. And just come meet up with me. Let's have tea. Let's talk this over. Now, at this point, Bingham's dudes had taken Grania's youngest son's whole hostage. So Tybalt, or Toby of the ships, that guy. Um, and he The one that was also- born during when the pirates were attacking the ship from the last episode. Yes, who just yeah. gave birth on fucking boat and just comes out <laughs> swinging. Yeah. Um, yeah. And he's also taken her half-brother, Denal, of the pipes hostage. So I think... That's the only reason she fell for this shit? Yeah, one son had just literally been murdered. So if the other son is in the in the custody of the guy that murdered the other son, I think she had blinders on, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And so I want a truce. Like, well, fuck. He's killed one of my sons, made my other son a traitor. He could be torturing Tybalt. He could be torturing my brother Denal. I got to see what he has to say. Maybe we can come to an agreement. But it was a bajillion percent a trap. And Grania was thrown into jail immediately and charged with treason on like a hundred different accounts. Oh, Gracie, 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 baby, you should have seen this coming. Yeah. And Grania was condemned to die by hanging. And sick fucking Bingham taunted her with it constantly. He'd be like... Do you hear that banging going on outside? Hmm. They're building you the galley to hang you from. Ooh. Like, okay, bitch, shut up. Like, what a dick. Yeah, oh, nice day. Wouldn't it be perfect day to hang a traitor? Like, <laughs> And, like, I just, I, anytime that we spend this much time researching certain figures, I feel like I kind of get into their head. And, like, when I was researching that part, I could just almost hear Grania in my head being, like, then fucking do it already. Right. Like, shit or get off the pot. Fucking do it already. If you're going to hang me, just fucking, this is getting old, you know? Uh But one day, and no one knows why, she was pardoned. Uh We've even read dramatic tales of her being walked to the gallows, and then a messenger on a horse rushes in with a letter from <laughs> Queen Elizabeth, pardoning the pirate queen. But we we have no idea if that actually happened, but we love the drama of the scenario. That would make such a good movie. Mm-hmm. Why hasn't there been... I feel like we say this all the time. Like, why hasn't there been a movie? Why have there been 700 movies about the wives of Henry VIII and not a Grania Grace O'Malley movie? Like, it I don't... It would be genius. Regardless of the reason, she was let go into custody of her son-in-law. Remember from part one, her Mm son-in-law, the devil's hook. Who we think Um, maybe had a big nose or something. Yeah. The English (laughs) agreed to give her over to him if he promised to keep her in check. Which, (laughs) okay. I can just imagine the devil's hook being like, okay, buddy, I'll (laughs) do my best. (laughs) I'll try real hard on that. (laughs) 
Like she's gonna start listening now, and she's gonna start letting people tell her what to do now. Uh, okay, think not think not. Welcome to a part of this story called Katie's Tinfoil Hat Time. I have a theory about why she was suddenly let go, very much against Bingham's wishes. Because when she was let go, he was like, like he was so mad. (laughs) So earlier in the story, we know Grania met with that Sydney guy from the English. We know that she was willing to play ball with the English if it benefited her family. Queen Elizabeth of England, in case listeners don't know, she had spies. She had so many spies. We've talked about it on Patreon. Who was that guy that was like her master of spies? Who was like her master of whispers? Do you remember we did a whole episode? Yes. yes it's been a couple did. of years. But yeah, so we know that she had spies all over the world, basically. Grania is friends with a lot of Spanish people, which we've talked about a couple of times in these couple of episodes. She'd been trading with them her whole life. Nathan, have you ever heard of a historical event called the Spanish Armada. (laughs) Okay, yes. (laughs) I'm very familiar with it. So this was, for anybody that's not familiar, this was when Spain sent a whole bunch of ships to fight England. The Spanish Armada happened a year after Grania was let out of prison. So tensions between Spain and England at this point were already at a boiling point. So my, what I'm getting at, what I'm doing with like this crazy like tinfoil hat theory is that I think Queen Elizabeth of England was like, she is more used to me alive and sending me information about what Spain is doing. I want her out there on the waters talking to her Spanish friends and writing letters back to me. Um. I am completely speculating. I have no big historical documents to pat to back me up here, but I, if it went how history has said that it's gone, the story of her being like walked to the galley and almost beheaded and then let go and nobody knows why, I think it's because Elizabeth needed spies against Spain and she knew Spanish sailors trusted Grania. I like that theory. That's a very good Hmm, you heard it here first. (laughs) You heard it. Maybe not. I'm sure I'm not the first person to ever put Uh, this together. So maybe you've heard it other places. But would that explain why she got let go? Yeah, it would. Yeah. Okay. Anyway. Reeling it back. Let's take Katie out of her tinfoil hat, please. Uh, There we go. Uh, (laughs) Whatever her agreement was to get out of jail, she still had her fucking eye on Bingham. And for the next six years, the two fucked with each other nonstop. nonstop. She was doing petty shit to fuck with him. Like making friends with English people that she knew didn't like Bingham just to be like, see, I don't hate English people. I just hate you. I just hate you. You're the asshole. They're all kind of chill. Yeah. You know, Bingham had lots of enemies too, by the way, though most English were kind of genocide to Ireland at the time. Like I was saying earlier, Bingham was way more genocide like to the point where everybody else was like, damn, dude, that's too much genocide. <laughs> now we're going to do a little bit of skimming because the next six years are just war and kidnappings. And that's, if you know anything about Queen's Repeat. podcast, we, yeah, we just don't do war stuff. It's just a lot. But 
more wars overseas and at home, just lots of war. And then after six years of all that warring, um, Grania's going broke. Wars are expensive. Yeah, they're expensive. And Bingham has been hurting her business. She can't effectively pirate while she's always (laughs) trying to evade or fuck with Bingham. So Bingham writes back to England that Grania is, and this is a direct quote from Bingham, she is the nurse of rebellion in Ireland for the last 40 years. Ooh. Like, again, why are you so obsessed with me? Like, uh, <laughs> he wants this to end, though. And he wants Elizabeth to swoop in and have Grania arrested f- for good this time. But Elizabeth doesn't respond. She, she ye old timey, leaves him on red. She's like, meh. I I seriously doubt that this one woman is the root of all rebellion in the entire country. Like, and she just leaves him on red. So Grania's like, huh? Write a letter to the boss? Mm. You're not the only one who can write a letter. So she puts on her full-blown <laughs> Karen wig <laughs> and is like, Bingham, I'm going to speak to your manager about this one. I love it. So she writes a letter that is very refined and very sophisticated. And it really shows that Grania here has a keen understanding of the political climate. Because I don't think that in her normal day, she spoke with um, sophistication, but she was like, I know it's going to get attention. And she is basically like, this man, this Bingham man that is in your employ, he has been torturing me to no end. He murdered my eldest son. He has my youngest son in custody. He has my middle son, a traitor against me. He won't leave me alone. I don't understand why. I'm just an old lady with a couple of boats. Like, what does he want from me? She even, I think she even says, like, I'm just a farmer. Oh, God. Okay. Okay, Karen. Which you know Elizabeth knows that she's not just a farmer. Yeah. And a twist that no one expected in 1593 at about 63 years old. Grania O'Malley, the pirate queen, is invited to England to meet Queen Elizabeth I. So what? What? Again, (laughs) another reason that I think they had already been communicating with each other for a while. But anyway, I digress. I'm going to take off, I'm going to retire my tinfoil hat for now. And I'm going to go top off my drink. And why don't we take a few minutes to hear from our sponsors and we'll be right back. All right. I'm Helena Bonham Carter. And for BBC Radio 4, this is History's Secret Heroes, a new series of rarely heard tales from World War II. They had no idea that she was Britain's top female codebreaker. We'll hear of daring risk-takers. What she was offering to do was to ski in over the high Carpathian mountains. Of course it was dangerous, but uh, danger was his friend. Subscribe to History's Secret Heroes wherever you get your podcasts. Everybody, shush! William Shatner has something to say. Cat and Jethro, box of oddities. What do you do when the woman you love dies? Well, of course you dig her up and you live with her. Aww. The show has examined weird things. There are plenty of old photographs from this time period of children out in the streets playing in and among the dead horse carcasses. Oh, I miss those days. Things used to be so much simpler. Cat and Jethro. Then there's the urine wheel, which sounds like a really bad game show. They've done weird things. Wheel of urine! Cat 
Cat and Jethro, Box of Oddities. That is really mysterious. Join Cat and Jethro Gilligan-Toth for the strange, the bizarre, the unexpected, as they lift the lid and cautiously peer inside the Box of Oddities. The Webby Award-winning Box of Oddities podcast from Airwave Media. And we're back. So picture it. 1593, Greenwich Palace, a meeting of the minds. And (laughs) Grania O'Malley, the famous pirate queen who was just a few years ago charged with treason against the crown, is now entering the presence of the crown. Mm. And Elizabeth's court is sparkly and fashionable and fancy as hell. Mm. And Grania and her dudes would have been, um, how shall we say, a little rough around the edges. <laughs> to say the least. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> now, there are so many conflicting stories about this meeting that we actually, we don't know. Some even speculate that it never actually took place and that Grania, we know that Grania went to London. But some people are like, maybe she just met with Elizabeth's advisors, but that's no fun. So we are going to tell the story like they did meet. And if you don't like it, listen to some other podcast. (laughs) (laughs) First of all, when they arrived, they say that Grania had the sniffles. So one of the fancy men at the Elizabethan court gave her a silk handkerchief to blow her nose. So she blows her nose and then she throws the handkerchief in the fire because it's covered in snot it's, it's and infected. everyone gasped because they're like, Oh, that was silk. I wanted that back. And that she was like, so you, much money. you wanted my snot rag back. Um, why do you blow your nose with silk? That's freaking weird. Right. Which to her point, I've always thought handkerchiefs were a fucking weird concept, but I also live in a time when there's a uh, disposable, uh, uh, snot Kleenex. rags, Kleenex. Yeah. Like, <laughs> not, not rags. <laughs> Disposable snot rags, not silk snot rags. <laughs> Another part of the story is that Grania didn't bow or curtsy to Elizabeth, which I think it could have been for a couple of reasons and could also be made up. But let's discuss the reasons that she wouldn't have bowed. First of all, she didn't grow up with royalty. Like we've talked about, Ireland was a bunch of different clans. So there was no central royalty. So maybe she just didn't get it. Like she didn't get the what she'd heard the term queen, but she didn't understand the deference of it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Or maybe she was also like, what? I, I'm an English lady. I'm I'm lady Burke. We're both part of the aristocracy. Like, I don't really get why I'm supposed to bow. We're, we're equals. Like, yeah. And some say, well, I don't really believe this one. Some say it's because she was like, well, I'm a queen too. So why should I bow? Which, yeah. She never really had called herself a pirate queen at that point. Yeah. So, mm, mm. I, we call her the pirate queen now. And maybe she was referred to that in her lifetime. But I don't think she ever, I don't think that's something she would have called herself. I could yeah. be projecting there. But I don't think she ever would have called herself that. I also think there might be a bit of like, I, her playing dumb. Like, oh, I don't understand the nobility. Just because she didn't want to fucking battle with somebody. Yeah. So supposedly... The conversation that they had, neither of them spoke a common language besides Latin. So that was the only language they were both fluent in. So they spoke Latin when they spoke, which honestly, I think Grania would have 
would have spoken and understood most English. Like, it wasn't her native tongue. But I I think she spoke more English than she let on. Because after all these years trading with and working with the English in Ireland, come on. Yeah. Her biographer, the, like, um, the lady that wrote, like, the most esteemed biography on Grania is this woman, Anne Chambers. And even she wrote, Grania spoke and understood English fine. <laughs> she probably yeah. could have done this conversation in English. But because Henry VIII had put that whole thing in place of, like, teach your kids how to speak English or I'll kill you. Like, it was almost like a bit of a rebellious thing to not speak yeah. English. But speaking Latin made her look more educated because yeah. peasants didn't speak Latin. So that move, I totally get why she did that. Yeah, just like, oh, you think I'm just some bum? You think I'm a hillbilly? Like, I'm going to yeah. speak the most, the language of the scholars. Yes, absolutely. Anyway, Grania submits her case. She's like, look, we're both powerful women in a world that hates powerful women. I need you to get this dude off my ass. I need him to let my son and brother go. And I need him to give me an allowance because of this fucking guy. I've spent all of my money. I'm broke. And what the actual fuck. Right. And Elizabeth says, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds good to me. Um, You've made a lot of good points. I'll tell him to call it off. I'll get you a pardon. You are, after all, the widow. And within English nobility, you come with, like, a set of um, respect, like a due amount of respect from that. And you should have a pension. But you have to promise to still give me ships if I need them. And you need to be loyal to the English crown. And again, like we said earlier, Grania wasn't particularly patriotic. She cared about the O'Malley's. She cared about the Burns. Mm. She cared about her kids and her grandkids and her brother. And she cared about the men that she'd been working with for decades for their family. So she's like, yeah, fuck it. If you let me live my life and you pay me good, then God bless the queen, I guess. Only thing she called Grania out on. And I think this is so funny. After years of Grania probably murdering people and stealing their money and stealing their land and... After a lifetime of robbing people and working against the English with the Scottish and the Spanish, the only thing Queen Elizabeth called her out on, she was like, you know how you burned your son's lands and like told him to go back up your ass or whatever? That was very unladylike. (laughs) (laughs) She was like, that was a bad look. That's embarrassing for women. Um, Don't do that again. (laughs) That is the only thing. (laughs) That's great. And again, tinfoil hat Katie moment. I think she went easy on Grania because she needed the O'Malley's to funnel information back to her. You know? That makes sense. So Grania goes home with a letter from Bingham's boss that says, leave the pirate queen alone. Leave 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 Grania alone. alone. (laughs) (laughs) And let her son go and let her brother go. And seriously, Bingham. Just quit being a dick. Quit being a dick. Oh, and she can continue to conduct maintenance, quote unquote, by land and sea, (laughs) which basically is old timey speak for she can keep doing all that pirating shit that, you know, we just don't pirate. I don't care. Yeah. Bingham saw the letter and he just said, uh, uh, no. (laughs) He was like, I'm not fucking doing any of that. He let 
Grania's son go and hit, and like he let Grania's brother go, but he did not give her a pension, and he did not get up off her ass. He kept trying to capture her ships. He kept trying to imprison her and her men. He kept he kept being obsessed with her. Bingham was pissed. He was like, "You're gonna go over my head to my boss." Okay, and Karen. then just come home and expect me to be friends with you? Uh, uh, I don't think so. Mm-mm. And he writes a letter to Queen Elizabeth himself being like, everything she says is a lie. You don't understand. She starts rebellions everywhere she goes. He even says something to the effect of, everything I've ever done, I've done to the best of my ability as a Christian. Uh, uh. This man has killed nine-year-olds. This dude has so much blood on his hand. Like, what would Jesus do? Probably not genocide. Uh-huh. That's probably a good good first step. Good first step. <laughs> Elizabeth, though, once again leaves him on red. Mm. I get the vibe that she kind of knew all of the drama and controversy surrounding him. So she's just not very impressed with him. Yeah. Not that we think that Elizabeth of England was some kind of merciful saint, you know. She, she never told people not to murder children, so... Uh, but I get the vibe that she thought Bingham was a bad look. I agree. I absolutely agree. So Grania is like, oh, we're writing letters? <laughs> oh, I just wrote a letter. I just wrote, I just a, letter. wrote a letter. <laughs> <laughs> we're writing letters? Okay, okay. I'm going to write a letter to my BFF pen pal, Lizzie. Let's see whose letter gets a response. So she writes her own letter, and she's like, this fucking guy won't let up. I told him everything. I showed him your commands about leaving me the fuck alone. And he just said, no, can you do something about this guy? And long story short, Bingham got recalled from Ireland in 1594. (laughs) And girl got her pension. And she went back to sea and kept doing that pirate shit for the rest of her life. I love this journey for her. I know. She gets Mm. her way almost every Mm. fucking time. (laughs) So the last documented sighting of Grania O'Malley on sea was in 1597, when she would have been about 67 years old, give or take. 67 back then is a lot older than 67 right now, especially when you take into the kind of, take into account the kind of life she lived. Yeah. Like she'd been in the, like, Life on the sea is not the easy an easy life. There's a bunch of sun damage that comes with that. There's a bunch of fighting. There's a bunch of um, you know, just you're you're open to the elements, you know? Yeah. So that was a very sixty seven back then would kind of be more like a hundred and seven now, you know, yeah, right. given the life that she had lived. But she was nearly seventy and still out there running the pirate game. We're skimming over a lot of stuff that went down in Ireland at this time, like, you know, the Nine Years' War, which was an uprising against England in Ireland. And Grania kept her word, gave her ships and soldiers to go fight on the side of the English. Again, this is what she thought was best for her family and the people that, you know, relied on her, not necessarily for all of Ireland. Yeah, yeah. Well, because you also have to think about it. Yeah, it was good for her family. But like you said, the people also the people that relied on her. So she now has sailors that are like third generation fighting for her. 
Mm-hmm. So, you know, like their dad's 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 started with her when she was like a teenager. So it's, she's got all these other people relying on her. So I think she's just going with what's going to be best for all these families, not just my family. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. 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 Uh, she likely retired in 1597 or soon after that, and then died sometime between 1600 and 1603. Um, some say she's buried on Clear Island and others say at Rockfleet. They're really only like 17 miles from each other. Um, and they were her two favorite residences. So no one really knows where she's buried, but it's probably at one of those places. Right. Sooner after her death, she was largely white from Irish history. Um, I've read a couple of different reasons why. One, I think some people say because she was a woman and she had power. Honestly, I think it was more probably because she gave ships to the English and Irish rebellions. Um, But either way, she was wiped from Irish history. And for generations and generations, her story has just been carried down by word of mouth about the badass pirate queen who did what the fuck she wanted to whoever the fuck she wanted when the fuck she wanted. And that's how her story was kept alive. So that is the mostly true, we think, we think. life of <laughs> Grania O'Malley, or more commonly known as Grace O'Malley. They tried to erase her, honey, but this is one woman who will not be erased. So let's raise a fucking glass to the yes. fucking pirate queen, Grania O'Malley. Bitches. Cheers, bitches. Step into the world of power, loyalty. And luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.